Hello and welcome. My name is Mark Gladstein. And today I'm going to be discussing long po post-COVID long haulers. I'm talking about that today because personally, I'm just recuperating from COVID, not as a long hauler, but first time I've gotten COVID since this broke in 2019. And I've had all my vaccines, all my boosters, and they seem to have worked because they kept me out of the hospital and it's been nothing but a bad flu, like symptoms. But for those of you, if you have a diagnosis or been told you had post-COVID or you're post-COVID long hauler, or you're heading down that long direction, I would take note because being a post-COVID long hauler puts you in a unique group, one that could put you in a position where there are just no prisons or jails in the United States or probably anywhere in the world that has the capacity to provide treatment or care for you. And I say that because even here in the United States, where the best care is, the treatment is not universal. At best, NIH has in the last year um, has taken all of the resources that are available nationwide and brought them under their roof. So at least now everything is in one place. What the Bureau of Prisons is doing or has been doing is that they have created their ability to provide guidance for certain populations. For example, activities of daily living, ADL. So this is for those that are not able to perform these activities, which is getting dressed, bathing yourself, um, eating, going to the bathroom, being able to follow, you know, going up and down stairs, maybe going to programs, first step back programs or classes, et cetera, just during, doing normal daily activities of living. Something that someone with long COVID or post COVID cannot do definitely cannot do on a daily basis. That's because the plethora of symptoms is so many and varied. And is a roller coaster of symptoms, meaning that it can get better and it can get worse. And all of this is still currently under investigation and being researched. Then you have in the Federal Bureau of Prisons, there's another acronym called Prison Activities of Daily Living. And this is mostly for those who are usually a little older, but who may have early onset dementia or something like that, where they're told to or marked at, they have to stand for an early head, head for a standing count. Well, someone with um, COVID symptoms, long hauler symptoms, can't. Um, someone with PADL may be just kind of wandering around the campus, may want to wander into someone else's shower, wander into someone else's personal space, butt into line on the chow hall. All of this can get that person into trouble. Well, similar things, not as drastic, but the person who has 
post-COVID long hauler symptoms is not going to be able to get around um, as easily and may have trouble when they're in the shower or getting to the shower and barely making it to the toilet to vomit or whatever that symptom may be. And so this is, I don't read much about that in any of the program statements or manuals that are available currently through the BOP, but I would anticipate something like that coming along. Hair level three is not going to be an option, I don't think. But I may not be right to you too. Hair level three is meant for those who cannot get meet the care level four qualifications. Care level four qualifications are more hospital grade. They mean that the, you need 24 7, 365 nursing care. Someone with care level three does not qualify. But they may need assistance almost that amount of time. For example, they may need nursing assistance after surgery, not all the time, but they may need assistance with getting out of bed, practicing walking. They may that need assistance with getting some sort of cancer IV treatment or with outpatient mental health care or with other type of assistance that is not needed 24-7, 365. Now, if they're taking into account um, those who have, are post-COVID long haulers, I'm not sure. So this is something that should be should, needs to be looked into. But I can't imagine, because that could, in, on this flip of a switch, turn out to be a all of a sudden large part of the population and overwhelmed in a care level three facility. And there are very few. And so I can't imagine that happening. Treatment on the outside, they don't there is no uniform treatment for people who have uh COVID, you know, post-COVID long or post-COVID long haulers. There are symptomatic treatments in each Healthcare system appears to have their own protocols, but there really is nothing established universally. They're getting closer. You see, Davis, you know, has a great center, uh, Mayo Clinic. Each each place is beginning to have better understanding of what to do. But and I have articles that I've written on that, mostly on LinkedIn at this point, which I can share with you. But at this Point. I don't know that there is, you know, universal treatment here, at least in the states, on how to care for these individuals. Most of it is still symptomatic and even and even broken down by symptoms. I'm not sure that is universal. So I kind of stand by that there's no mission, that no prisoner jail's mission statement has the capacity either financially to have paid for extra staff to work with these patients individually or the equipment that goes hand in hand to work with them. And lastly, some of the different diagnoses or organ systems would be lung, heart, the neurological system, which is immense. And then the mental health effects is enormous. I hope you found this helpful. Again, my name is Mark Blatstein. My phone, 240-888-7778.
The website is Physician Pre-Sentence Report Service, pprsus.com. I hope you found this helpful, and I'm grateful for you taking the time to listen. Have a good day.